Rock and Roll's Greatest Failure. Call Baby That's Really Me by John Otway. Read by John Otway. Call Baby That's Really Me. Chapter 9. Having received the copies from Otway, Willie had played the record to Ian King, who quite liked it. And as it featured Willie's playing, Ian passed copies on to whatever influential people he knew. Among these were John Peel and Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend called Ian King back and said he liked the record. Would the artist be interested in him producing a proper version of the Misty Mountain song? It's the sort of offer that no manager turns down or thinks twice about. Without checking with Willie, he said, Of course the artist would be more than delighted, and went to tell Willie the great news. This news was a mixed blessing for Willie. When he had dropped John off at the Derby Arms, he really thought he had seen the last of him. The fact that he knew that Otway wanted no more to do with him was a positive advantage. Willie was pleased with the way things were going in London too. Ian, along with the concert promoter, Errol De Silva, had sorted him out with a van and a sound system. But Otway's a loony, Willie tried to explain to Ian King. You don't realise any attempt to work with him either ends up a disaster, or losing a lot of money, or both. Ian King pointed out to Willie that the sort of opportunity that was being offered was a once-in-a-lifetime break, and as he had already put his neck on the line, Willie ought to patch it up with John. He should at least give it a go. And so it was that Willie, in his new van, headed back to Aylesbury for a meeting with John and his two advisers. I don't give two hoots about my name not being on the record, Willie said. And yes, you can keep all the profit from the records. Pete Townsend has offered to produce the record for us. If we take the offer up, we will have no difficulty in getting a proper recording contract. And the last thing he produced... Something in the Air by Thunderclap Newman was a number one hit record. John, surely you can see that what we are talking about here is not some little local thing. It's a real opportunity with a chance of success. Otway asked Willie to leave the room while he discussed this offer with his advisers. I can see what Willie is up to here, John told Paul and Chris. Basically, He's miffed that he didn't think of making a record first, and he wants to get on the bandwagon now that I'm a recording artist. This Pete Townsend thing is just a smokescreen. If I take him up on the offer, I'll be back in a tent in no time. Don't you agree? Chris Vaughan started going pale. He most certainly did not agree. A chance was here for him to make a real profit, and Otway was about to blow it. Paul Kendall started wondering if all his years in education had taught him enough to use the English language in a manner that would make Otway see sense and reason. But you're taking his side, Otway grumbled as they tried to get through to him. Eventually, Paul Kendall's study and learning of the English language paid off. Stop being such a bloody stupid Wally, he said, getting up to leave. You've asked me to come here and give you some advice, and I'm giving it to you. For Christ's sake, at least go and meet Pete Townsend. Otway called Willie back into the room and told him that Although he didn't believe the Townsend story, Paul and Chris, against his better judgment, had persuaded him to follow it up. It was arranged for John, Willie and Ian King to go round to Pete Townsend's house and talk about the forthcoming production. 
They had been asked to take a guitar and fiddle so they could play Misty Mountain to their new producer. All the way from Aylesbury to Twickenham, Otway kept saying to Willie that he knew there was no Pete Townsend. Paul and Chris might be taken in by the story, but the joke would be on those two, not himself, when the legendary guitarist failed to appear. Eventually they arrived at Twickenham and drew up outside a large house by the River Thames and Pete opened the door to his new artists. I really didn't think this was going to happen, says John, so I hadn't prepared myself for it. Suddenly there was this guy and it really was Pete Townsend. I was speechless most of the time. When he asked if we could play the song through to him, I suddenly realised that I was going to have to play my guitar in front of one of the world's most famous guitarists. It probably was not the most confident performance of the song the duo had ever performed, but Pete seemed happy enough. He said he would organise a studio and a drummer and he would play bass on the track himself. On the way home from that meeting, John thought it might be wise to bury the hatchet with Willie. And so after splitting up twice, they decided to get together for a third time. Potter heard the news while at Exeter. He decided that now Pete Townsend was involved with his career, there was no point in even waiting for a hit. He packed his bags, said goodbye to Exeter College and came back to Aylesbury, ready and waiting to join in the fun and glamour of stardom. All thoughts of selling records now went completely out of the window and Chris was quite happy to wait a little longer to get the £300 John now owed him. Olympic Studio in Barnes was a completely different place to Pro Music in Maidenhead. It was huge. Studio One is an old converted cinema, large enough to take a complete symphony orchestra, while Pro Musica was a converted basement of a music shop, large enough to take a four-piece band if the singer sang in the hall. Methods of recording were also considerably different. In Pro Musica, you played the track once, listened back to it, and then ran around the studio yelling, It's a hit! It's a hit! At Olympic, things took a little longer, and there was actually no yelling, especially in front of Pete Townsend. Actually, John did yell a little, but that was in the toilets when he thought no one could hear. Pete Townsend had got Speedy Keen to play drums on the track. Speedy was Thunderclap Newman's drummer, who had written the number one song, Something in the Air, which Otway thought was an omen for the forthcoming record. Pete and Speedy spent a couple of hours putting down a rhythm track for the song before it was John's turn to play his guitar part. It did not take too long to work out that Pete's playing sounded better than John's, so Pete played guitar as well as bass. Willie's fiddle playing sounded great, and that didn't take too long at all. At around 2am on October the 15th, 1972, Otway went into that great old cinema auditorium to sing his vocals. Whenever he is either nervous or showing off, Otway employs a wild, uncoordinated style of performance. On this occasion, he was nervous and showing off at the same time. And Otway's first vocal attempt had everyone in the control room rolling around in hysterics. What was so odd, said Otway, is that it seemed to have the same effect on them that playing at Green Park had on the orchestra. In fact, it wasn't odd at all. At Green Park, you had serious musicians who were good at what they did, watching some nutter who wasn't. 
At Olympic Studios, you had exactly the same thing. Pete Townsend managed, over the next couple of hours, to capture the wildness and humour of John's performance and lose its excesses. In the end, everyone was very happy. And as John walked back to the control room, some chap came up to him and said, That was very good, mate. Otway by now was in no mood for modesty and replied, I know it was, wasn't it? A few seconds later, Willie and the young king managed to get John to one side and ask him, What did Mick Jagger say to you? They spent two long days at Olympic Studios. The finished result was the first professional recording John had done. It's pretty good, they agreed, as they left Olympic. And so, Pete Townsend and Ian King went off to find a record company to take it. One need not state the effect this had on Otway. It's going to be a hit before Christmas. I really have made it, he thought to himself. All those years of hardship and determination have paid off. I'm now where I want to be, in the same studios and in league with the greatest stars in the world. (laughs) 